advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Sofa King. King. Hi. 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 <laughs> like a barbershop quartet, practically. <clears throat> the harmonies in that high that just happened. Was that harmony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just need to get the timing down, I think. Just oh. It's a little rusty. Like, I thought we needed to get the harmony down. Oh, no. Nah, the harmony's there. We just got to tighten it up. Yeah. We lined those up. Like, if I chop those up and then put them over each other, there's, there's magic. I'm telling you. Yep. We got potential. For sure. That, uh, viral. Ryan Reynolds, yeah, song. We call it the eugenics. Did you sorry. see the Ryan Reynolds, dude. That was great with Will Ferrell. I haven't Fantastic. seen it. Yeah, that was amazing. Dude. I couldn't <laughs> stop watching it. Yeah, dude. that was really good. Did you see it, Brad? <clears throat> no. Uh, Ryan Reynolds sings some watch weird ass song where he's looping himself, like he's he's singing verses over verses, um, and then Will Ferrell steps in the fucking scene and like. Kind of steals the show, but both their voices are fucking. Oh, they're fucking great. They're great. I, Will Ferrell blew my mind. I knew Will Ferrell. Can, he was no, I knew he could sing. Right. I've seen him do that shit at the award shows with Jack Black and whatnot. Yeah. Um, him, John C. Riley, and Jack Black sing some shit, yeah. and then he's he's singing an Elf a little bit. I knew. And and uh, Boats and Hoes, Worldwide Prestige. Was he in Boats and Hoes? Yeah, Worldwide. Oh, Prestige. oh on uh, on fucking Step Brothers. Step Brothers. That's right. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, fucking Adam Sandberg. What's his fucking shit? I'm on a Sandberg. I'm on a boat. Sandenberg. I I mixed up uh, Adam Sandler with Andy. Andy. Andy Andy Adam Sandlinberg. Andy Sandberg. (laughs) That's his full name. That's his full name. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Sandelberg. Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys. But anyways, yeah, that that video is really cool. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. Yeah. So what's up, gentlemen? You know, plutonium in your butt. (laughs) In your fucking plutonium in your baloney. And then after that, next up, yogurt in your butt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of butt action. This. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of. <clears throat> yeah, I blame the baloney. You'll see. Spoiler. I blame alert. the baloney as well. <laughs> yeah, fucking Oscar Mayer had a fucking first name bone to pick. Yeah, Silkwood yeah. was its name. It's S I L K. All right. So um, we always start the top of the show by talking about our beloved El Yucateco hot sauce. Um, and part of that is, of course, that we give out our weekly hot sack um, to someone who has made uh, an influential uh, post on the social, the social media uh, networks that are out there <clears throat> that somehow includes um, El Yucateco and uh, spreads the gospel of the delicious hot sauce. And uh, in a recent episode, um I believe Brad or was it Brent? I don't know who came up with the idea of the, it was both of, of us. the Larry Flint sandwich. 
um, because Larry Flint famously uh, sodomized a chicken when he was young. I just said that there should be a chicken sandwich. Brad said they should put a hot dog in it because that that was the kicker, though. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, Bradley Cahill made a nasty looking sandwich. <laughs> Chicken nugget a, sandwich. Uh, looks like a microwave a bar hot S. dog. It's like a bar S like hot dog. Like a microwave bar S yeah. with like four chicken nuggets and spinach and mayo with El Yucateco hot sauce. And he said he made I mean, them. it looks like the cover of a Hustler magazine. It pretty much does. Like from 1978. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he made the Larry Flint sandwich and posted it in our um Sofa King group on Facebook. If you're not a member just, of that Facebook group, by the way, search it out. Unofficial SK uh, fan page. It's really fantastic group of people, but it was a great post. So let's put it this way. It didn't necessarily look like the cover of a Hustler magazine, but it made me feel like I was nine looking at the cover of a Hustler magazine. <laughs> yeah. There was like nostalgic bonus. Yeah. yeah, yeah a proper yeah, amount of cognitive yeah. dissonance. Like I shouldn't be yeah, looking you know, at this you, and enjoying Yeah. You it. know it was wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Smelled like Rollerama, but you kind of got hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nachos, boners. So uh, thank you for the post. Frankie Pigeons will uh, reach out to you, and you will be receiving a hot sack full of swag and hot sauce and all the goodies that El Yucateco sees fit to send you. So um, thank you, thank you for making that social media post. Also, um, at the top of every episode, we like to thank our patrons. Um, you guys are an amazing group of people. Um, you help us keep the show going. Um you help us uh, ship out a million packages. Uh, it's really cool. It's a great uh, a support network that we have. So we'd like to shout some of you out at the top of the show. And this episode, we begin with... Who the fuck is it? Um, Dustin, what you talking about? Willis. No shit. Yeah. It like oh, Dusty Willis. Yeah. yeah. That's like that's an honor. Like, I'm almost jealous that he's got the what you talking about, Willis. Like it's it's that's not his middle name, but it needs to be. You know what I mean? Like you, Dustin, you need to step up your fucking game. You need to make a court appointment. Mm-hmm. You need to get down there. Whatever the fuck your middle name is, you just need to file. I think paper. you do it online now. Oh yeah, you need to make your it's middle like name. Easy. What you talking about? Remember we thought about yeah. changing our names to like Ben Affleck and fucking Matt Damon and shit, yeah. just so it would be like, oh, a new podcast with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was like, damn, that's a really big deal. It's like, it's like twelve hundred bucks, and then like it's gonna fuck up all this other shit. Like you gotta fix your fucking. I mean, it would almost be worth home it though. It's fucking hilarious. Like, so oh yeah, things. you'd have to change everything. All your credit no, you don't cards, have to change nothing. Like you don't have to change anything. Just keep your old ID. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> And then I'd finally have an that's, alias. You guys both have an alias. Yeah. I don't have an alias. True. That's true. We have, I have multiple. Yeah. We have multiple you aliases. Do. I'm so jealous yeah. of that. You got David J. Moten and Dave Moten. Yeah, no, I spent most of my that's adult it. life like wondering what the how fuck do you, is how it do with you, people? It's like you see people on TV and it's like, and their alias is fucking John Maccabee. And it's like, what the fuck? Why does they have two names? What's going on here? Yeah. Half my friends, their name is not their fucking name. That's weird to me. I have a ton of like Sid's not, that's yeah. not his name. Pat Solo. Sid, Pat yeah. Solo, that none of that's his name. No. <laughs> his name's yeah. John like fucking Paul Jimenez what? or I've been John, deceived. John Patrick Jimenez, I think. Yeah. It's Patrick Jimenez. Um, yeah. Pat Soten. Jake Blair. Jake Blair, that's not his name. Right. His name's like John Jacob Blair. Yeah. Um Jingleheimer Sid, Sid Smith. Is, his name's yeah. John Jacob Jingleheimer <laughs> yeah. Smith. Yeah. Um, I think uh Sid, yeah, Sid is uh Nick Mel- Nicholas Melvin and his <clears> name's Sid. Uh, there's a ton like that, but Who they else? don't have like a CJ like laser, not CJ laser, but they don't have like official like IDs and like, it's in the system that you have more than one legal name. Yeah. Like me and Brad are kind of weird. Like, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. what's your social security? Does it have all your names on it? No, I have two separate, oh, no. I have two separate cards. I have multiple same cards. Number? Yeah. yeah. Same number, different, names. same number. Weird. Yeah. 
See, I'm really jealous weird. of that. I'm jealous. My old of that. passport said travels under the alias. I can't find it. See, exactly. Yeah, That's what said, I'm talking about. It said this passport yeah. bearer travels under the alias Brent Michael Van Tassel. That's fantastic. Because they wouldn't put they would only put my other name. Yeah. It's fucking great though. Yeah. That's like it hints yeah. at espionage and intrigue. When I got arrested, um, my other name's Hodor. I Reyes, gave him for the record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I got arrested, I gave him. I gave him the name that I always use. I got Dave. Sorry. <laughs> Hodor Reyes. Hodor Reyes. Oh, that's some Game of Thrones. In Mexican Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't know how to say game in Spanish. <laughs> sorry, Brad. Sorry, you got arrested. No, no, moving on. Okay. Um, so, uh, next, uh, patron is D Toftum. How many times has that been on there? Diana, Deanna Toftum. So that's like a candy company. Yeah. Yeah. D Toftums. Yeah. She, she makes co- toffee. Yeah, toffees. <laughs> toffees and delicacies. Shape, shape. No, she makes co- toffee in the shape of cocks. Oh. That is. Yeah. The D, the D Toftums. Uh, the Toftum shaped like the D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you had a nice Toftum before? D Tofties. <laughs> yeah. So there's Toftums yeah. and there's D Toftums. Yeah. Are there yeah. V Toftums? It could be. That's her daughter's brand. <laughs> I, I re- I'm retracting my comment I didn't say. <laughs> I had more comments. She threw her daughter in there. I was like, Oof. she's old enough. Oh. Well, then those were kind of fishy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. She like. <laughs> They're wrapped the, in seaweed. The V Toftums. Yeah, the V Toftums. How big are the <laughs> vegan? How big are the D Toftums? They, they come scale? in different sizes. They're not very big. There's, of a, course. there's a novelty one you can send to a friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they stretch. Yeah. The black licorice flavor ones are the biggest ones, though. <laughs> Why is that? They're just not. <laughs> Apparently, that's just how they manufacture them. <laughs> Ask D, I don't know. <laughs> I heard the orange ones are small though for the record. <laughs> <laughs> they, they fill six cups. Yeah. It was on the cup. Yeah. So thank you, patrons, uh, for uh the support. Uh, we appreciate it. Um it keeps the the trains rolling. Um and if you want to support us for as little as a measly dollar, you will get a access to all of our bonus episodes, like 160 or 70 or something like that of them now. And um, more than that, you um, for just a lousy dollar, you get the love of your father. That's important. That is important. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked at the patronage list. At what level do you get the love of your parents? That's debatable. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's we, in there. We don't. I, it's, yeah, it's in the bylaws. I forget what it was. But for just a dollar, you get the love of your father. Love of your. I mean, mother, your dad's. Your dad's the only one that matters. Really. <laughs> so <laughs> Patreon.com black slash sofa king podcast um and you can support us you also get some good swag and shirts and cups and all kinds of cool shit random prizes and giveaways I and about moms can't leave because of your mom dads do matter like dads leave and all of our dads left exactly every one of us yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i was like wow yeah. dads do leave my dad left i didn't mean my dad although like now that i'm piecing things together as an adult i don't know if my dad left so much as my mom kicked him out yeah well, well that happens too yeah 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 I mean, it doesn't matter how so it happens. It was sort of pitched to us growing up that he left. But, you know, once I got older and started, like, reading between the lines of the stories of their relationship, I was like, I think he got kicked out. 
He's like, why would I leave? It ain't a place to live. Right, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I think she kicked your ass out, Fuzzy. Like, I don't think there was leaving involved. But well, I might he, be he wrong. was busy hooking up with a Sesame Street chick. He was, Maria. Like, he was busy hooking up with all kinds of people. Crazy. Yeah. No. It was like every, every time any one of us graduated from high school, a half brother showed up for the graduation who was somewhere around our age, which meant he was flat out having children the same time he was having us but with other women wow so yeah, spread the seed fuzzy was a rolling stone for yeah. sure he was like the genghis khan of modern times yeah my spread mom dna my mom knew about um when i said how many kids do you think he had um aside from the four of us she said that she thought there were five others and that's not including Korea. <laughs> Damn. Because there's no count on what Damn. shit he got into in Korea. Some little fuzzy Korean baby. Uh-huh. Right I've got a, mm-hmm. a brother right now in South Korea who was born during the war. They're Koreans. They're There's a little orange chickens over there. <laughs> You're mulatto. They're orange chickens. Yeah, you go, you go to South Korea and you meet a half black korean with a big poofy red afro there's a good <laughs> chance that's fuzzy that'd be hilarious progeny. yeah i was thinking about your six cups a second ago and i was like it'd be really funny if we went to your house and open your cabinet and you just had like tiny ass cups like little tiny cups like when you're at home you're just pretending to be a giant it's like your little theme when you're by yourself no, i mean like a full <laughs> proper measure i know you cup. mean a full measuring cup yeah, but yeah, i yeah. thought it'd be funny for like oh this what's up with six cups you <laughs> <laughs> have like doll fucking furniture shit well no the more frightening is i usually drink out of 32 ounce mason jars yeah no i drink out of mason jars sometimes too <laughs> yeah I just think it'd be funny if we had like a hidden camera and you're all fee five four fum. And you're just like, they never make furniture yeah, big uh, enough for me. He's, he's angry the whole time. Chairs and breaking them and shit. He's like, God damn it! And happened again. He just has a role play by himself, I drinking to, out of tiny cups. I climb up a beanstalk to get into my front door. <laughs> That's that was unnecessary. Yeah, you got a bean a beanstalk pogo stick. Yeah, <laughs> just bouncing around in the back patio by yourself. That's awesome. So our topic today, oh, and Podbelly uh, Network, go to podbelly.com to find both pods and bellies and information on podcasts and a cool podcast network. We are a founding member of the Podbelly Podcast Network, and if you dig this show, uh, go over there for some other great content that you will also like to put in your ear holes and then later on poop out your poop holes. I like that tease. They were like, oh my God, the show's going to start before 15 minutes of bullshit. And you're no, like, I, "If you're, <laughs> our topic is, oh yeah. And then, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So our topic it. is we did it. Uh, Karen Silkwood, and I didn't really know. Here, here's my pre-knowledge of Silkwood. There's an old movie from when I was a kid named Silkwood. There were scenes in it of a woman crying as she gets scrubbed down I remember in a shower. It because of that when I was little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I saw that, I was like, oh, that's I saw this when I was little. And something, something, radiation. Like right. there's there was yeah. my, that was the beginning. I didn't even think it was real. I thought it was fictional. Right. I actually uh, mixed it up with the, what was it called? The Harry. The something syndrome. Oh, China syndrome. China syndrome. Yeah. In my mm-hmm. mind, they were all the same movie. Which I guess that which was, ironically that the was China, related. Yeah, somehow, it is yeah. related. The China syndrome was fiction that came out after this, and it leaned loosely, on some of the loosely influenced of this. by that. But I thought it was all the same movie. Um, 
Silkwood sounds like men's underwear, like sexy men's underwear brand. Oh yeah, yeah. Slip into Silkwood. Silkwood. <laughs> that's like a that's a that's slip a, your wood into that's Silkwood. That's a dope brother's name right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, they call me Silkwood girl. Yeah, Jeremiah. Silkwood. They call me Peppermint Silkwood. <laughs> oh, Peppermint Silkwood. <laughs> oh, that, 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 yeah. That's fucking fantastic. Actually, I'm Pepper. Yo, baby, I'm Peppermint Silkwood. <laughs> I think every <laughs> pair comes with a peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> you just lay him on the pillow. She knows what's going down. So we've already got the product. We've yeah. already got the spokesperson. Like the, yeah. yeah, the Dosaki's like most interesting man, you know. But we got we, we got have peppermint, peppermint silkwood. silkwood. Yeah. yeah, who's gonna play peppermint silkwood? Mm. He's got to be smooth as fuck. Probably Drell Jones. Oh, we're going, we're going like that. oh really? I thought you're going for like Terry <laughs> Crews or something. You're going Mm-mm. Mm-mm. somebody with long fingers. Low expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drell Jones probably is a real long skinny wiener. Skinny for sure, though. It's like a pencil. You've seen his fingers. You know what I mean? I got I got big hands and thick sausage fingers. Why did you go there? Because he got long ass fingers. Of course what I'm gonna go there. We're talking about Silkwood you underwear we ads. Talk about we're taking him for the model, and I'm not thinking about how how skinny his dick is. This is part of the audition, bro. He's got, I gotta know what his bulbs are gonna be like. He's just gonna be on the uh, TV commercials. We don't need to see his dick. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Who's shooting this? This isn't a porno. Who's in charge? Porno. Here? It's just like. You didn't need to see the he was our most interesting you know, man gonna, in the world's dick to sell beer. Yeah, yeah, but his voice. And you're not even going to see him in Gerald underwear. Jones has like, like a white guy even, voice though. Oh, then he's I mean, not he, can, he does voices though. He does really well, like good British yeah. accent. He needs he needs yeah. to have a deep, smooth. Accent. How is it not you? Are you just yeah. trying to wait for us to pick you because you're the voice? No, I'm not trying to model fucking underwear. Neither was Jarrell. Like I this. thought he was just the voice. You guys, my name is Peppermint Silkwood. See, why you looking at my dick, Brent? Nah, that's too like just got out of prison, gangster on the street. Yeah, it's got to be more Billy. I say you voice it and he just Jarrell Jones just has to lip it like uh, maybe. It's skinny, I mean if it's just it's audio skinny, I could do the voice but I mean I, I'd like to see a smooth brother like on the screen you know mm. uh, well. it's just saying we don't have enough black friends if we're trying to choose from our friends I'm going actors with this shit I was trying to go with actors <clears throat> I say you do Will Ferrell and then you voice it <laughs> what is that? Right? Yeah. He can't be Peppermint Silkwood. He could totally black. be Peppermint Silkwood. He's probably the only white guy who could be Peppermint yeah. can we get a, Can we just make a shirt that says Peppermint Silkwood on yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. I'd fucking send the file over. <laughs> <Damn>. uh, <laughs> I'll make it right now. Peppermint Silkwood, baby. That's fucking hilarious. Opening okay. Photoshop. So, <laughs> Choosing um, But this Silkwood is not Peppermint Silkwood. It's uh, Peppermint Silkwood's uh, white cousin, Karen. <laughs> Um, not Karen Silkwood. Karen Silkwood, and uh, it's a crazy story of a nuclear whistleblower with some weird radiation exposure and potentially being fucking murdered. Yeah, man. and cover up corporate and or U.S. cover ups, um, investigators who look into it. I mean, the biggest book that I saw everyone referring to. Because this all happened in the 70s, but the book that really blew the lid off the joint came out in 2000. So it's still being investigated. It's still being researched. It's still being talked about. Um, it's a pretty crazy case. And it's allegedly, but it's almost certain. Oh, it's almost certainly. Yeah, fucking dude. absolutely, man. There's just too much shit, too much shady shit. And I think it's a lot easier for the journalists to really double down and 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 go after this story now because the company doesn't exist anymore. Right. So it's like if that company the still existed, they'd probably still be silenced and all kinds of stuff. But since that company went yeah, whatever, up, whatever politicians and directors of CIA and whoever might have been involved in 44 pounds of plutonium missing yeah. and all kinds of fucking crazy. They're all in the clear now because the company's gone. So, hmm. um, 
so Karen Silkwood uh, was born in Texas, um, and uh, she went uh, to Lamar University. Never heard of it. Um, dad was a pipeline worker, just typical kind of a background. Um, parents uh, divorced, and uh, she ended up um, – bouncing from job to job after college and she ends up getting um a job at a place called the Kerr McGee Cimarron fuel fabrication site. I couldn't shorten that mm, one up. No huh? shit. So Kerr McGee mm. is what is referred to everywhere and Kerr McGee uh Kerr McGee the frog. I was thinking about <laughs> it. It's his uh, cousin. Kermy which is what Piggy called him. Uh Kermy's job was to make uh, plutonium pellets that were primarily supplied to Westinghouse to be used in, I believe, nuclear reactors. Yeah. So their job well, was the pellets to get... were used to make fuel rods, and the fuel rods okay. were used nuclear. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, so this company made the the they might have made the fuel rods as well, but they, they made the okay. So, but her job primarily was making the plutonium pellets. Yeah, because that's what the the doctoring of like the X-rays and stuff was. That some of the fuel rods were defective and or cracked, and they were just pushing them out anyway. Right, and like doctoring the the inspection reports, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. You put that shit; it'll cause a meltdown. Yeah, you have a Chernobyl. Yep. Or worse, it fucking blows up, and you right. have a Hiroshima. Like, yeah, it's fuck. Plutonium's no fucking joke, and no. they really were not educating the staff. It was just like it was a factory making whatever. Right, they're just like, be careful. Like, yeah, they, they could have been making told fucking- them. That it would be like, you've all seen someone get a sunburn. Like, you could get radiation burn. And it's like, no. No. Like, this shit gets inside you. It's not getting out of you. Right. And you're fucked. Like, forever. Mm. You know? And the one like pepper. the one thing that I did read, and I did my best, man. I was I didn't do my best, but I looked for quite a while. Because they talk about radiation levels, and we'll get into that at some point. And I couldn't really find, like, a clean article that summed up what that means. What was that exposure? Like, how, like... It was, it was hard for me. Yeah, comparatively. Um, but uh, I know that it was it's alpha rays. Alpha radiation is is what was uh, being dealt out. And I remember from the Chernobyl episode that alpha is the stuff that will pretty much be stopped by skin and clothing. Yeah. Like the only way that it really fucks you up causes cancer um, inhalation or is ingestion. inhalation or, or yeah, ingestion. You have either have to breathe in it being particleized or you have to have swallowed it and get, cause it has to, cause it can't pass through your dermis. So you might get some kind of, <laughs> get skin, out of my dermis, get out of my dermis. <laughs> so you might get skin cancer, but I got a dermis with chicken soup in it. But again, it's why, uh, <laughs> dermis. um, it's why like in the movie, they famously like put her in a weird chemical shower and scrubbed her down because you're scrubbing the alpha particles off of her skin. If you can like scrub away a layer of your skin, then you no longer yeah. have radioactive material on you burn, the, you know, get rid of the clothes, don't burn them. Then it's in the air, get rid of the clothing, um, uh, take a good shower, scrub your skin. And if you didn't ingest it, you're probably good. So, um, but that wasn't the case here. Dermis. Dermis is a fucking weird word. Dermis. dermis. I like <laughs> skin it. Skin thermis. Gross. Ed Gein. Skin thermis. So um, in 1970, so she got hired there. I don't know what year, um, but shortly after she was hired there in 1972. She was like a chemical engineer or something too, actually, because I didn't see it in like your notes or in the in like Wikipedia and shit. I want to say you're right. Yeah. When I watched the documentary, though, she was a, a learned individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just had a fucking bad first marriage and fucking had to bail out on it. And she's like went 
she did some like remedial something normal like a regular person job but then she like went straight over and got a job in this fucking nuclear facility right. like wow right but it's because i think she had a degree in chemical engineering yeah i think she did um so she joins the oil chemical and atomic workers union and takes place in a strike on the plant in 1972 um, she starts she she becomes elected as part of the union's bargaining committee. Um, she was the first woman to get that position at the at the Kermit the Frog plant. Um, and she was assigned by the union to to be the lead investigator for health and safety issues. And she started constantly raising concern about bad quality control, bad safety procedures, uh, and said that, like Brent said, not only was the product, possibly dangerous once it was out in the world but manufacturing the product was dangerous inside because the the safety regulations were so lax so she was actually just extremely intelligent she went to lamar college in beaumont texas with a full scholarship to study uh medical technology um but she ended up leaving um because she had kids and ended up getting married and whatnot so Still, they're like, okay, you were going to go to medical school? Well, that's good enough. Let's yeah, get plutonium fuel rods. Here's some plutonium. Put on these gloves. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she said that there was constant uh, exposure of workers to contamination, bad respiratory equipment. Um, they didn't store the radioactive material properly. Um, and uh, I guess there was like these bells that would go off. I mean, they re- they dramatically recreated it in the uh, in the documentary that I watched. And it was just like it was. They said that the frequency of which those bells were going off was just fucking ridiculous. It was just constant. It was like, like bells going bells. off. Everyone clear out, and there's fucking plutonium in the air. And they just like their masks didn't fucking fit right. Like you had to wear a fucking one that was for Joe, and even though you're Susie, and it right. doesn't fucking fit. He had a beard. You can't tighten it enough. They're like, ah, eh, don't worry about it. So you know, you're like, gonna inhale. Yeah, they should be checking that, and like they should be checking those fucking things before anyone puts them on. Like, yeah. You put your hand in a fucking plutonium gloves. Like, right. They just, oh, it's so yeah. scary that they were so, not handling that shit. There weren't enough showers. Um, so a lot of people wouldn't be able to get a shower before they left, which means that there was a higher risk of contamination outside of the plant. Um, there were uh, falsified um, inspection reports. Like they, a lot of times they had to do self inspections and report it to the atomic uh, committee. And, uh, they would make up inspection reports for inspections that never happened. So it's not like she was make like, it's not like she was like pointing out the one or two flaws in the factory. She had a shitload of complaints, safety concerns, et cetera. Um, I mean, enough that they went on strike uh, more than once. Um, yeah, you, so. you can't run a fucking nuclear facility the way you run Carl's Jr.'s. You can't like pencil whip, pencil whip the bathroom fucking log and be like, I checked there were paper yeah, towels. Exactly. Like, this is not paper towels. No. Uh-uh. Um, so in 1974, she even testified uh, at the Atomic Energy Commission um, about herself being contaminated and how bad the safety standards were there. So it's kind of a big deal. Like, it's a big company, it's manufacturing plutonium. Um, you can imagine there probably aren't very many factories making fuel rods. Um, and uh, so she was uh, she was definitely a fly in the ointment for this particular company. So all the weirdness of the story starts on November 5th of 1974. Um, back to the future date, November 5th, 1955. Hmm. Oh, is it? It's also remember, remember, remember the 5th of November, be for Vendetta. What? Yeah. Oh, you're right. There's a lot going on here. There is. Um, so she'd been working in 
a glove box, not like what's in your car. They had one of those tiny things from uh, Willy Wonka where they could make her small. Easier to work in the glove box. Yeah, because it already has a door, and they're not really about safety or, you know. Right. It fits in the glove box. You keep the plutonium in the glove box. Rumor has it, plutonium can't get out of a glove box. Really? That's what I heard. Uh We're on the street. I didn't know that. If you're in any of the plutonium Facebook groups, that's what I heard. So it's one of those safety boxes where you have you stick your arms in gloves and then you handle the dangerous materials inside of of the box, and uh, she was polishing plutonium pellets. Yeah, that's what she um, calls it. Yeah, yeah, with the some of the mail workers from the palace. They, they cut a hole in the bottom of the box and they would put their boner up. <laughs> that was bad for them. Yeah, they're like polish yeah. this pellet, baby. Um, so she would polish <laughs> the pellets uh, for fuel rods. At 6.30 p.m. Here's my fuel rod. That's what they did. They put yeah, the fuel yeah, yeah. rod. You know there was all jokes. About fuel like, polish rods. my yeah, pillow. Yeah, yeah. Check out my fuel For rod. Sure. Those jokes were made. And it was a different time. Yeah. At 6.30 p.m., November 5th, uh, she self-monitored herself uh, for alpha activity to see if she was irradiated, which apparently was uh, very common. There was a radiation detector right on the side of the box, and you were encouraged to constantly check um, Which it should be no. They're inside a box. That shit gets moved from this to a secure thing inside the box. You're wearing gloves. It, it should not happen. No, it shouldn't happen. Like it's inside that sealed box. Right. How does plutonium get from here to exactly. there? There's two areas. Yeah. You know? There's like dirty area, right. clean area. Right. Hey, so <clears throat> I think that's our whiskey name. What? Peppermint Silkwood? Peppermint Silkwood. <laughs> Brad's making the logo and he just got inspired. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty good, mm-hmm. man. Except for we don't like flavored whiskey. It doesn't matter. Peppermint. It doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't have to have anything to do with peppermint. It could be like peppermint yeah. leaf, though. So there's no sweetness. There's just like the leaf of peppermint yeah, yeah. somehow. Yeah. Maybe. It could it have. That's awful. something different. It could be seasonal. That could be the one released during Christmas. Yeah. It's limited. But it doesn't have we to only be. It doesn't have to have peppermint no, at it all. Doesn't. That's just the name of it. Peppermint just like so the cool. coffee, just like the the Nika coffee was. It doesn't have coffee in it. Yeah. Or right. it could be it's a variation of Silkwood is our whiskey. But then peppermint Silkwood. Is like one particular, his, his particular variation of variation. It's a Christmas release. Yeah, maybe. I think it's all just called Peppermint Silkwood. Yeah. It's like the Peppermint Silkwood Distillery. I yeah. like it. I'll be honest. I love I like it. it. I do it's like a great it. Great name. Um, Google domains is coming up. You know, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she decides to monitor herself, and the right side of her body had 20,000 disintegrations per minute, per minute. Or nine nanocuries. Poor minute, if you're a Spanish. Poor minute, yeah. And I tried my, and it was on her right sleeve and the shoulder of her coveralls. I tried my best to see what that was. Again, I keep saying I tried my best. I did not try my best. <laughs> I, I tried for like 15 minutes, and everything I ran was just so, like, you needed to already be a fucking nuclear physicist to understand any of the fucking shit that I kept running into. Um, but so, but it was enough that she was concerned. So she goes to, it wasn't like an, Oh fuck, I'm going to die amount, but it was a, that's weird. That shouldn't be like, happening. Karen. You've got something on your face. Right yeah. Now. Oh, right. it's just plutonium. Yeah. Let's get that. So she went to the health. No speck of plutonium. Her mom just like licks her thumb. She's like, her health physics office. <laughs> um, and she gets a nasal swab. She's, she was a fucking hipster. She had nasal swabs when nasal swabs weren't even cool. Mm-hmm. Like she mm-hmm. was quarantining when nobody was quarantining. Like, this is called a neti pot. Yeah. So, um, it was a test that was designed to test your exposure to airborne plutonium. Um, but it could give you a false negative that there wasn't any in the air, but that it was on your hand and you rubbed your nose. Right. right. So those are the two factors. 
and it showed um, an activity of 160 disintegrations per minute. Wikipedia said it was 400 times the legal limit for plutonium contamination, which every other article that I read said that it was a moderate uh, amount of exposure. It's probably so like I don't an know. EPA standard for what's acceptable for work environments or something. Yeah, right. that, that would be my guess. So, but 400 times is a lot is a lot. And I didn't read that anywhere else, but Wikipedia. So it's I'm a lot with sure anything. If you put 400 times the sugar in your coffee, you're going to be fucked. You know yeah, what I mean? Like right. that's bad for you. 400 right. times the salt on your meal. Yeah. And we're talking about plutonium. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. 400 times the salt True. would fuck you up True. in your sandwich. Yeah. 400 times the salt might kill you. Yeah. yeah. And we're talking about once again, plutonium. Plutonium. So they go back in to check out where she might've been exposed and they test her gloves and the ins, the in, like the part where you put your hands in, not the side that's exposed to the radioactive material, the part that you put your hands in tested positive. Um, and there was no positive test on the air filters, the filters that are in and out of the room. The air monitors didn't pick anything up. And, uh, there was no plutonium in the air or on any other surfaces in the office. There was hmm. just plutonium on the inside of her gloves. Yeah. So either someone like sabotaged those gloves to fucking right. get her or she's got dirty. She's been scratching her butt cause she was eating fucking plutonium. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird that that's there because if you were then checking everything else, it's like if she was in the office all day fucking around and have plutonium on her hands, there would have been hits on her fucking pencil and on the papers that she was working on and on everything, but it was just on yeah. the inside of the gloves and on her. Um, so yeah, that doesn't make any no, sense. No, it's fucking weird. I don't know if plutonium or balonium is better. I think balonium, balonium. is better. Yeah. <laughs> like um, she returns to which this is weird. So, she gets tested. They're like, yo, Karen, you're 400 times the legal limit. We just uh, did a nasal swab. Your office is clean, though. She's like, oh, thanks. And she goes back to work until 1.10 in the morning. Yeah. That makes no sense. What the fuck? They work them hard over there. Because the, honestly, they didn't know what the seriousness of it was at that point. They had not been educated. They told them it's like getting a sunburn or like, hey, it might make you sick. No one knew that it was like Aaron Brockovich shit that was going to cause fucking cancer. The workers didn't know. No, anyway. man. By seventy four, I mean, you should have known that plutonium was going to kill your ass. I don't know. The documentary I watched said that they were not educated. They were told that it would be like a sunburn or make you sick. That not that it would cause cancer. Not that that would happen. Because they're like, if it gets on your skin, you can just wash it off. And like, you're not snorting it. If it gets in the air, we'll turn on a bell. You're wearing a fucking gas mask anyway. Like they kind of downplayed what's going to happen. Yeah, like, what so. are the chances? It's but get the other thing is, she knew she knew that the gas masks weren't good. Yeah. She, you know what I mean? Like right, all that right. stuff. So and is, and a, and all this stuff she's ringing the bells right. on. Like, and in a minute, even when she gets exposed to more, like the first thing she starts asking the doctor about is cancer and pregnancy. So it's like she knows. Yeah. That that's a, a threat, but maybe the average employee didn't and she did since she was in on the union complaints. I'm not sure. Maybe. But um, so she goes back to work, but she doesn't work with the glove boxes. She leaves the plant. She does. She monitors herself before she leaves and there's nothing else on there. It was just <laughs> on her coveralls. Um, and then once she cleaned up, she was clean. So she goes back home uh, the next day. So bitch leaves at one ten in the morning and she shows back up at 730 a.m. The next day. She ain't got no life. Damn. She ain't got no life. Um, she shows back up and uh, she does paperwork for an hour, um, monitors herself, uh, goes to a meeting, um, and e she hadn't touched the glove box or done anything that morning, but when she self-monitors uh, herself to leave, 
she's got alpha activity on her hands again. So the she's bringing she, it from home. Yeah. She goes back to the staff. Um, hmm. They found activity on her right forearm, the right side of her neck and face. Um, and is that where it was the previous time? Yeah. You know, I think it is like that. She's right side dominant and it's on her hand from something she's touching. Cause she's right side dominant. Right. And then, you know, you go like scratch your neck, scratch your hand. That'd be weird to follow where you touch. Like, because it's like, ah, oh, your hand's not dirty. But if you have something like plutonium, that's so traceable. You know, if you had that hidden black right. light ink and figure right. out where all you put your hand after you touch this, you'd probably be surprised. You'd be like booger picking, butt scratching, <laughs> fucking <laughs> getting your sticky balls off your leg. Like yeah. just all kinds that's of shit everywhere. Happening. Yeah, it's fucking all over the place. You just look like a toddler that was finger painting. Yeah, <laughs> grown ass person would look like a toddler. So uh, they they decontaminate her, and uh, the she requests for a technician to check her locker and her car. No alpha activity is found, which is also weird because if she was bringing it from home, wheel, yeah. it should have been in her car on a steering wheel. Yeah. yeah. So on November 7th, Ant-Man, it was Ant-Man. Oh, it has a, a little aerosol call. plutonium. Um, on November 7th, uh, she goes to the health physics office at seven 50 in the morning. Um, and she had been asked to take four urine samples and a fecal sample they took those, they did a nasal swipe, and they found um, 1,000 to 4,000 disintegrations per minute on her hands, arm, chest, neck, and right ear. Um, and they found uh, high levels of activity, um, 30,000 to 40,000 counts per minute in her fecal sample. So, here's so the she's thing. got she's some radioactive that. That shit. Yeah. So, and she tries to say the whole, I'll let you go actually, because I got to wait for where the baloney goes. Okay. And where so it sits. like her locker and automobile are still clean. Um, her office is still clean. Big fucking mystery. So that don't make no sense. Even what, even the explanation doesn't make any sense as far as I'm concerned. So the Kerr McGee physicists go back to her apartment with her. Um, her, roommate is a woman named sherry ellis who is another lab and uh an analyst another lab analyst at uh analyst. At kermit the frog um they check out the apartment so they find significant levels of activity in the bathroom and kitchen they find low levels of activity throughout the rest of the apartment and uh in the bathroom they find a <laughs> hundred thousand dpm on the toilet 40,000 on the floor mat and 20,000 on the floor in the kitchen. They find 400,000 DPM. Um, keep in mind that that 1600 that she clocked at on day one uh, was supposed to be 400 times, times the legal amount. She's got uh, 400,000 on a package of bologna and a package of cheese that's in her refrigerator. When she shits, it looks like a glowworm. Yeah. <laughs> well, what doesn't make sense is is that um, they're finding it in her apartment and not in her work area, or her car, her desk. Yeah. Like if she fucking smuggled it out, it would be it'd be getting hits in the car. It'd be get you know. You know, what I think it is is like she's literally like scratching her ass or something, or taking a shit at work because she's making it to work clean. You know what I mean? For the most part, I mean, well, I don't. You still think it would be on her when she got in her car from her house. So that is a bit weird. And that's so much to be on the bologna and cheese. Did you, did yeah. you say where she set the bologna yet? No, not yet. So <laughs> they, the, um, they ended up with 20,000 DPM on the cabinet, 
20,000 on the floor, 25,000 on the stove, and then 6,000 on a package of chicken. Um, and, uh, the, <laughs> this part, I was like, this is what people do when they're alone. So when a- they asked her, well, how did the alpha activity get into your apartment? Um, or in the bathroom, she said that when she was doing the urine samples that morning, she spilled uh, urine, um, wiped it off. Uh, she spilled it on the toilet, on the floor, and on the rug. She wiped it up with toilet paper and flushed it. So that explained why the toilet and that whole area was getting hits of radiation. And she said that she had taken the package of bologna from the refrigerator, <laughs> mm. intending to make a sandwich to take to work. Um, she carried the bologna into the bathroom, closed the toilet seat, and set the bologna on the toilet. I feel like all I can think is like why, she was. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, I, all I can think is she was rushing to work and she like grabbed the balloon, was gonna make a sandwich, and she's like, "I gotta do the urine sample. I need to brush my teeth or whatever she's doing." And she's like, "Jesus Christ, I have the balloon in my hand still." And she was like, "Close the seat and set the balloon." Why down. don't you just set it on the I'm on with the you, bathroom bro. counter? I'm with you. I'm not setting my lunch meats on my toilet. You don't put the meat on the seat, no. bro. That's no, what she said. <laughs> so fucking weird. That is weird. Then, That's what I'm then, saying. But then everybody was like. Oh, well, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, they don't question her weird activity. It's just like, logically, yes, the baloney. I think that there's no way, for one, that the, there was 400000 on what? Her on shit? the baloney. On the, on the, no, 400000 400, on the floor of the kitchen. No, 400000 right. was on the baloney and on cheese. On the package of baloney. And on the oh, cheese. Oh, God. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm getting at. Here's the deal. If the baloney and cheese are 400000 the toilet seat's 100000 the toilet seat did not contaminate the bologna. The meat no. contaminated the seat. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Must exactly. not quit. No. <laughs> so someone gave that bitch fucking <laughs> radiated bologna and cheese. Yeah. She's eating plutonium sandwiches. Somebody was trying to set her and up. And the cheese was also like, no one talks about the cheese. The cheese was 400,000. Yeah. So she ate a fucking sandwich. That's why her fecal matter. That's why her fucking urine. That's why her fucking nose uh-huh. swabs. Yep. The only thing though. So they were trying to kill her. They're trying to pull one That's of those That's the fucking, only thing that makes yeah. any sense, dude. They're trying to make her sick by dosing her food, which makes me immediately nice. think, what's up with her fucking roommate? Yeah, she goes, don't touch my bologna. This is my bologna. Maybe she's stuck to it. No, I'm not saying that. I'm like, oh, you think her roommate's in on it? Is the roommate I in on thought it? About like, that. like, how did the fucking, I mean, I guess if you're a multinational fucking I mean, you'd have to come in, you'd have to sneak in her fucking apartment with a fucking full well, on Jesus back Christ. to the future. Well, suit. if they work from fucking seven thirty to one ten, you got all, all day, day to fucking get but in. Your neighbor was like, "Yeah, spaceman went in your apartment earlier with a yeah. pack of bologna." Yeah. So, well, not really. I mean, if it's alpha particles, you could just have a little lead box with the bologna and cheese in it. Walk in, have some fucking gloves on, set it in the Toss fridge, in shut the fridge. That's true. You go have to decontaminate, it, yeah. and you're cool. Like you'd, it'd be such a minimal exposure. That's but, true. Yeah. So it's fucking weird. So. The the pee and poop samples that she dropped off at the lab the next the previous day ranged from thirty three thousand to one point six million Jesus. GCM. Well, she's been eating it exactly, it's dude. It's and it's at her house, yep. obviously, yep. Um, because it's not in her office. You know what I mean? In her workspace, right? right. You know. It's in the, she's it's not in testing the, when she leaves. When she leaves the work area, she's not. She's not testing high levels. Right. It's just in the plutonium, so, dude, and the fucking cheese, yeah. um, the balonium. So she, uh, they arrange for 
Silkwood, her roommate, and her boyfriend, Drew Stevens, um, all get sent to Los Alamos uh, to get uh, tested and investigated and so forth. They walked past the hangar and they saw like little little men in little boxes and shit. They saw some hmm. other shit while they were there for sure. That's Los Alamos. Shit's going down. There's UFOs everywhere in the basement. Not in Los Alamos. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. No, I think... That, that's come up a lot, right? No, Los Alamos is just all uh, nuclear power. Let me see. Oh, yeah, what am I thinking of? Area 51. No, I'm looking it up. Okay, look it up. Um, the so on the 11th of November, they meet with Dr. George Voles, who's the head of the laboratory health division at Los Alamos in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Um, like the number one nuclear place in the world. Like if you're if you've been irradiated and you want to go someplace. That's exactly where you want to go, and that's the motherfucker who you want to have examining you. Um, so they did more tests. They said that it was a small and insignificant amount of plutonium that was still in their bodies uh, for Ellis and huh. Stevens, the, the boyfriend and the roommate. And they said that she had, and again, I don't know what this means, 0.34 nanocuries of Americanium-241 Damn. Which is an offshoot. She's patriotic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she chews up fucking. She chews up plutonium and shits out americanium. That's she also what she's doesn't. She doesn't do anal because her boyfriend would be wrecked. That's true. Because there's no way he was saying no if she was down. That's true. And she's pooping out four hundred thousand. And he's got a fuel rod. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, uh, he said that they thought that she had six or seven nanocuries of plutonium two thirty nine in her lungs which was less than half of the maximum permissible lung burden for workers. I guess the lung burden is 16 nanocuries, and if you hit that, you can't work around radiation anymore. <laughs> lung burden. So she's got six to seven. Lung burden, fucker. Yeah, that's a punk rock band. I was thinking of Lumberg. <laughs> Lumberg. <laughs> lung burden. Um, so she asked if that level of irradiation was going to uh, be a cancer risk or um, make her uh, not be able to have children or have uh, deformities in children. And Dr. Voles uh, says, no, you're not at cancer risk and you're, you'll have completely normal children. Hmm. Um, but a doctor that I read from another source during one of the lawsuits says that the radiation that she was exposed to that the Los Alamos lab confirmed um, was enough to guarantee she was going to develop cancer. Yeah. See, and then I watched a documentary and the, the way they portrayed that portion was that the doctor assured her that he had definitely seen people with way worse exposures that were okay, right. but he could not guarantee her that it would yeah. not manifest into cancer. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, that's what makes like, You're sense. probably going to be fine. I've seen yeah. people with a lot worse go down, right? you know, and they're okay, but yeah, they can't get And maybe the doctor at the trial was hamming it up to try to get more money for the yeah. family or something, but. I mean, that's with anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like nothing, you know? Um, and again, no one ever really comes to a discussion or answer about the plutonium. <laughs> like, why are your bologna and cheese yeah. so fucking irradiated? Like, what is happening here? I think like a plutoni sandwich. That sounds that rings better. Blut a plutoni blut sandwich does sound better. Yeah, when you say it in a sandwich. But when it has to stand alone, plutonium. Yeah, I think you're right. Bologna. Yeah, bologna is why. That sounds good. A bologna sandwich? 
I don't know. Platoni sandwich sounds better, I think. Platoni does sound good. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Um, so she goes. <laughs> Brad's like, what a fucking hypothetical fucking ponderance. Actually, not hypothetical. Brad, it's real. Brad actually did not say hypothetical ponderance. No. That's not something Brad would have said. Mm-hmm. He'd have brought something different to the table yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. It's been brought. Yep. <laughs> so they head back to Oklahoma City November 12th. Um, they go back to work the next day. They're restricted from any additional radiation work. Um, and then that night, so they get back from Los Alamos, they go to work. And then that night she goes to a union meeting in Crescent, Oklahoma, and she leaves the meeting at seven in her car. Um, and at eight Oh five, the Oklahoma state highway patrol was notified of a single car accident, seven miles South of Crescent. Uh, Karen Silkwood was the driver and she was dead in the car, like like dead on arrival um, from the collision. The car ran off the road and hit a culvert. Um, and I watched the, a video of a guy like, you know, backyard YouTube style documentary. And uh-huh. he went to the culvert thing. It's like, fuck, man. They showed the freeway. It's like she could have fucking run off the road anywhere. Right. And would have just like run across the freeway and either woke up or swerved or didn't die because she was under control and they kept chasing her, whatever the fuck happened. That one spot, it is like... Was the death spot. It's like 15 feet across and it's just like a drainage thing for like the pipe to go through and has these big concrete half square thing and it's like, fuck, like that's the spot. They they couldn't have planned it that good. I don't know. They could have. I mean, they definitely did some shit. Like she's got plutonium in her and quaaludes and fucking... Yeah, something's going on. Some something fishy's going on for but sure. But they hit it perfect. Yeah. So the the cops said that it was a classic one car sleeping driver accident. Mm. And when they did the autopsy, they found that she had 0.35 milligrams of uh, methoqualone or quaaludes. No one on the documentary could say quaalude. They said the silliest shit. <laughs> They're like she had quillitin. Like they said the weirdest shit. I was like. Quaalude? Are they trying Quilia, to say Quilia Quilia did. Yeah. Quilia did. Um, it's twice the recommended dosage for inducing drowsiness. Um, and there were 50 milligrams of undissolved quaaludes still in her stomach. Mm. Uh, so so that, that's, that's a huge thing, though. Uh-huh. 0.35 makes you drowsy. Twice, she had 50, twice yeah. 50 milligrams is like OD or something, right. you would think. But I don't know. I know she was uh, prescribed that medication. Well, it's because- 0.35 milligrams per 100 milliliters of blood. Oh, okay. And then, but like, there were still insane. 50 milligrams yeah. of undissolved tablets in her Probably stomach. Normal pills. She had just so, taken pill, it. Yeah. She, yeah. She dosed it. Or she was multiple nervous. pills. She's on her way to whistleblow. So she took her anxiety yeah. pill, basically. Like, mm. she was prescribed those because she was so stressed about what was going on at the fucking facility. Because she was like constantly getting exposed. She's supposed to be fucking reporting this shit. She knows what's going down. So she right. actually went to the doctor and got prescribed those because of the, what was oh, going I didn't on. See yeah, that somebody, yeah, there was somebody is fucking, somebody so it wasn't like they just snuck her. one in or right. she took it. Like, so yeah, the, the, or, or not. Right. I mean, it sounds like there was a shitload, like there was way too much in her system. Yeah, let me look up what Quayla's hmm. dose is. Okay. So yeah, she had a secret meeting. So after the union meeting, she was supposed to uh, drive to um, Oklahoma City, and she was going to meet with David Burnett, a reporter from the New York Times, who was interested in the story of how fucked up the Kermit the Frog plant was. So um, <coughs> she left the union meeting and had a binder packet full of documents that people in the know knew that she was taking to meet with this New York Times reporter. 
I don't know, man. I'm on right here uh, on drugs.com. Quaaludes, methoquaaludes, um, uses and effects. A common prescribed dose was 300 milligrams up to 600 milligrams was used for strong sedation. Oh, that's not shit then. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that might be just take the edge off kind of shit. Yeah. If that, I mean, yeah. 50 milligrams. So 50 milligrams shit. ain't nothing. That's like a quarter dose or something yeah. less than that. So if anything, she was underdosing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she apparently, so she shouldn't have fell asleep. No, exactly. Because of those. So she had, uh, um, set up a, a meeting to, to reveal documents to the New York times about how fucked up this plant was because the union couldn't get anything fixed. Nobody was listening to him. So she was going to become a whistleblower and, and give uh, corporate documentation to the New York times. And she was literally, uh, and it was going to be her, um, David Burnham from the New York times and a guy named Steve Wadka, um, who was, an official from the national office of the union. He had a speech impediment. His actual last name is vodka. Yeah. He's yeah. vodka. He was, he was Russian. <laughs> he's Russian. Yeah. Um, and, uh, when they got to the car, um, the documents that witnesses saw her set in the car, when she left the union meeting to go to the reporter meeting, the documents weren't in the car. Did you mention that the representatives from fucking Kermit the frog showed up to the accident scene? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like in the documentary, they said uh, the state trooper was there. And coincidentally, two representatives from Kermagee showed up to the scene of the car and they were allowed to inspect the car allegedly or something. Oh, they took the Fuck files. Yeah, they, they did. The files, for sure. So they took the. And why would they show up? Mm-hmm. They knew I mean, what was, was going on. It was probably just down the road from the place. Like she had just left there and was headed out on a main highway. No, she was at. They were at a. At a. Oh, meeting. Huh? At, a, at a. At a place called The Hub which I think was a restaurant. That's true. Um, where the union meeting. Work. Yeah. She wasn't going from work. Yeah. Maybe they eyeballed who went to the union meeting there. You know what I mean? They were like, which one of you motherfuckers over here at the union meeting? Right. Right. But yeah, that's sketch as fuck. They definitely took the binder. Fuck yeah, they did. And I think even the police officer. Yeah, that's right. The, there was a witness. The state trooper said that there were papers and stuff scattered all over that he gathered up into a pile and put into the seat of the car, the passenger seat of the car. And, they're and gone. Then, um, when they examined the car later, when it was in they were gone. impound or whatever, they were gone. Yeah. So journalists, uh, one of the theories behind what happened that some of the journalists have put together is that it was rammed, that someone rammed into the back of her car to drive her off the road. And it wasn't just as simple as that. They, they said that, um, there was weird damage to the rear of her vehicle that her roommate, her friends, her boyfriend, her family, everyone was like, you know, that wasn't on her car. Yeah, it's a today. 1974 Honda Civic that she bought brand new, and they even did investigation to see if there were insurance claims, and there were not. Right. So so there was no damage on the car, you know, that anyone had known before that, but all of a sudden she gets in a head, head-on collision with a culvert, and the back a, of her car is all fucked down. up. Yeah. Dude, that um, car is wrecked. Did you see a picture of it? No. It, it's already a small car. I'm going to find a picture and show you. It is fucking squashed. Mm-hmm. A microscopic examination of the bumper that came out later showed that there were paint chips um, rubbing against the back bumper um, right where the, the impact points were. So something obviously hit the back of her car, which again, Fuck yeah. doesn't 100% prove. I mean, she could have gotten a fucking, she could have got rear-ended before the accident oh god damn yeah, the front of that car they would have no they would have they would have there would have been like people saying oh no that was already damaged right. like that. i just mean like you know? literally like 
that day or so. Like, you know, but I mean, come on, that didn't fucking happen. Um, yeah. So uh, a book called Who Killed Karen Silkwood um, theorized that the that and this gets a bit trippy, but she said that they thought that they had something. They had a vehicle with some kind of a scoop or some kind of a hydraulic lift or something in front of it so that they could ram the back of the vehicle and lift it up at the same time. Some Mad Max shit right Because it would make it wreck more efficiently. Um, and it turns out that was actually like that was theorized by reporters immediately thereafter. And apparently they used that exact theory in the movie, the China syndrome. Like that was how they had it happen in that. They movie. come busting out of a barn with B.A. Baracus. Someone exactly. Do, with a cabbage gun. Fuck. Like could have been a, could have been a truck with a, a snowplow on it. Yeah. Something like that. That's what I'm you thinking. I mean? And you just, yeah. you know, that's, it's gonna, talking freeway speed i mean a truck with a snowplow would make actually really good sense because then you could ram them and if you're worried about forensic evidence all you have to do is dump the snowplow take the snowplow and you have no paint chips on the front bumper of your vehicle you know um so uh apparently uh later on during the first lawsuit (laughs) against the company from her family they, they only picked jurors who hadn't seen the china syndrome and insisted that jurors couldn't watch the China syndrome because it might influence their decision because of that scene. That would definitely influence you for sure. Yeah. So years, years, years later in 2000, um, a guy named Richard Roschke wrote a book called the killing of Karen Silkwood. And I looked this guy up and he's like a legit reporter. He does in-depth dives, um, on uh on a topic and does an entire book interviews hundreds of people uh gets like classified documents declassified like he has no agenda he's not a quack like he's like a really fucking good journalist and <laughs> his theories get pretty fucking far out there based on the evidence that he put together um so he started looking into it and he said that uh one of the um a a bunch of the um, officials who were investigating the Silkwood death um, started to get death threats. So anyone that was looking mm. into it and asking questions started getting random yeah, see, death and, threats. Yeah, right right there. I mean, it already looks like somebody was trying to kill For her. Sure. The plutonium didn't do it in her Yeah, there's clearly some sandwiches. kind of third party that's up to fucking no good. Like, who's making yeah. death threats? Like someone's not doing that for fun. There's right. no weird people that know about what's going on there. Right. Well, her her roommate ain't doing no. it. You know what I mean? It's no. it's it's going to be coming from some entity, which would be the you know the place that she works for that doesn't want anybody to know what's going or on. Or even that's the only thing that makes or sense. Other like uh, it's very simple. There's um, where is it? Uh, he pointed out that forty four pounds of plutonium had gone missing from the plant in what he called quote, a secret underground plutonium smuggling ring oh, there you in go. which government agencies, including the CIA, MI five, the Israeli Mossad and a quote, shadowy, shadowy group of Iranians were purchasing um, plutonium and that it was smuggled out of this plant. And that it was all supposed to be locked up in vaults, 
but the lax security things, the things that Silkwood herself was pointing out, led to 44 pounds of plutonium going missing over the years from this particular hmm. factory. Well, fuck, they're not even trying to get it out and it's getting out and on people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like locks keep an honest man honest right. kind of thing. This is the most lax facility. It's shady as fuck, pencil whipping shit. Obviously, exactly, dude. you throw 100 grand at somebody and be like, yo, I need you to fucking fill this lunch pill up with plutonium pellets. Yeah. They're walking out with the He-Man box yep. like that's happening. Yep. One of the investigators uh, looking into it completely disappeared, just vanished one day. No one heard from them again. One of the witnesses that was supposed to testify against the Kerr-McGee Corporation during the lawsuits from the family um, committed suicide like right before she was supposed to go to court and testify, hmm. um, which again, shady as fuck. Um, Kerr-McGee or Clinton-McGee? What's <clears throat> going on over here? Somebody's fucking Epstein themselves. So uh, Roshke said that the Silkwood family's legal team were followed, threatened with violence, and actually physically assaulted uh, to be damn. deterred from continuing this investigation. And Rashke concludes that the United States government covered up a bunch of details about Silkwood's death and that they were probably the ones who actually did the assassination. That's a fucking because crazy she, claim, but... Because she was interrupting the plutonium pipeline yeah like governments were you getting know the plutonium cia does crazy fuck, fucking yeah, they shit do. like that that's just some girl and so it come and his information came from twenty five thousand pages of trial transcripts um depositions from pre-trial uh declassified fbi reports congressional hearings hearings <laughs> from the atomic energy commission memos from los alamos Dude, I looked um, because I was looking at your notes for that. So I looked up like I was like, who was president? I was like, was it Nixon? It's Ford. So I looked it up. There is a fucking I, didn't, I don't know if they have this for all presidents, if it's always public, but you can look up the fucking daily itinerary and act. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For every president by the fucking minute. Yeah. It doesn't say they took a shit, but damn, yeah. almost. Yeah. And this motherfucker on November 13th, I was like, I went through the whole day of Ford on November 13th just to see like, did he have a call with someone that would be something I don't know because he talked to Rumsfeld like 37 fucking times. What was Rumsfeld's position at that point in time? I don't even know, man. He was fucking digging around back then, though. He It was like, talk to Mr. Rumsfeld. He was Rumsfeld. probably fucking CIA. I mean, if he was all in with the Bushes, I he, think was he was probably CIA. NSA, CIA. It said, talk CIA. to Mr. Rumsfeld, uh, made a phone call unsuccessful, called the <clears throat> minister of this unsuccessful. Like, he gets hung up on a bunch. Like, no one's answering those fucking calls from the president. It was like so many unsuccessful calls. Then it was like successful call. Had lunch. <clears throat> left. Went to the Oval Office. Went to this room. Went to that room. Walked back to that room. Had a meeting with this person. I was like, God damn, dude. Some motherfucker is taking tabs yeah. on the president minute by minute. Crazy. But he talked to Rumsfeld so many times it made me uncomfortable. I was like, what the fuck? It doesn't say the details. At least you know if you met with the fucking the minister of agriculture or some shit, you're like, oh, well, yeah, they're talking about whatever's happening. There. Right. It just said spoke with Mr. Rumsfeld. That's all you need to know, dude. Yeah, I was like, That's oh, all you ever need to know. Spoke fucks. with Mr. Rumsfeld says it all, yeah, dude. You can look it up. It's just a PDF and it's <clears throat> minute by minute. It shows what the fuck he did. So, That's some boring ass shit. So Kerr McGee says that she was crazy, says that she was so upset by what was happening at it's the plant. That she, the A, they said she was a sex fiend. Promiscuous and cantankerous. Mm. They said that she was a drunk and that she was addicted to drugs. And they said that she was so out of her mind about the union and about all this stuff that she was poisoning herself with plutonium so that she had a stronger, she and the union had a stronger case against the company. 
There's no way. Fuck, that no one's doing that. Dangerous. That's pretty but, dangerous. But I yeah. would say this, though. Like, if you're going to suicide somebody and you're willing to run a car off the road and fucking kill somebody, <clears> why are you making fucking, like, baloney, like, poison baloney? Like, why would you slow kill? Like, why would you do that? What's advantageous? All it does is attract attention to what the side effects of plutonium are and that there's mishaps at the plant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what well, that was. My, that was my... Poisoned. My first thought was she was doing it to herself. Really? But then uh, somebody trying to kill her, that's a fucking... But maybe, I mean, maybe there's two sides of the story. Maybe she was maybe both. doing yeah, it to herself both. Yeah. to try to and, try to to try and hype the yeah, story, right. to expose it and be like, this is the shit that happens. And then like, this the other side of it is that I like, busted. She's fucking <clears throat> yeah, plutonium. Exactly. Baloney. Right. Like we didn't do yeah. this, but like she's going to the extreme. We have to yeah. go we're to the a extreme. mess, but we're not that much of a mess, bitch. Right. We're going to fucking yeah. snowplow you. This bitch is going to ruin the plutonium pipeline yeah. to the fucking Mossad. Uh-huh. Like we have to stop. Yeah. This. I mean, I could, and, and honestly, I could see that happening. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it seems crazy, but in, in the end, like when you think about it like that, it's very simple. She's trying to bust them. What, how do you make a stronger case? Well, plutonium myself. You know what I mean? How but do we she, do that? Or she got scared about got, cancer. She had to get on anxiety medication. She got CIA mind fucked. Well, yeah. I mean, just because you were just because you were doing that. I mean, still, there's people that do shit all the time that are worried about the side effects of right. it. You know what I mean? Like, there's alcoholics that are worried about their their fatty liver. Yeah, yeah. So there. Uh, you know, and they still keep drinking. <laughs> that uh, investigator uh, Rashke said that the only type of plutonium that you could digest and poop out and all the stuff that, that Silkwood did um, came from a production area that she hadn't accessed for four months. Um, she could and, get a rod down her throat. That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, she don't have to have the maybe. powder. Um, and uh, the FBI and the company said that she was emotionally disturbed, sexually promiscuous, she was a drug addict, and she poisoned herself. Um so that's the worst part about the government getting you is they fucking not only do they kill your ass for whatever you were doing mm-hmm, that you were trying to do mm-hmm. the right thing then they fucking just slander the fuck out of you yeah. when you're done to discredit yeah. you mm-hmm. they're like no matter mm-hmm. what like oh well they they may have died under like weird circumstances but here's all this really creepy bad shit about them that didn't really happen and everyone's like well that's awkward i don't want to talk about it you know what i mean like right they were touching boys so um because of all the heat that Silkwood got, it was it was a big. I mean, obviously they made a freaking you know Golden Globe and you know Academy Award nominated movie out of it, which I think came out in '78. So it was it was a pretty topical movie when it came out. But um, all this shit happened in '74. Brad's favorite actor in it. It did. Yeah. Who's that? Kurt Russell. All the mm. all this happened in '74. It was Big Trouble in Little China Syndrome. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's, pretty, That's good. pretty good. That's a t-shirt waiting to happen. Um, Google domains won't come up on my phone. I just kept seeing app crashed. I'm like, app my ass. That's a web page. Like, why is it fucking crashing? It's weird. Yeah. Peppermint Silkwood's on the line. Yeah, yeah. I added it to the cart earlier, but oh, good. Uh, it's available. So Uh-oh. because of all the scrutiny and even, and this is what led us to doing this topic, actually, when we did the Larry Flint episode, uh, one of the details was that he was a huge public supporter um, that Silkwood had been murdered, that there was a government conspiracy involved. Like he was saying all this stuff while the story was just breaking. He was, uh, he, he, he might've even been part of what, you know, through kerosene on the fire and made the Silkwood death become a bigger mystery. I mean, the way he manipulated the media and threw money at causes, he might've been the reason that the Silkwood case blew up, you know? Um, no, that's true. But in, so that happened in 74 and the plant shut down in 75, 
um, because of all the scrutiny, because of all the unwanted attention, um, and probably because of all the union bullshit, the, the, they actually finally started doing investigations. The plant shut down within a year. And then in 94, the Department of Energy um, decontam- fully decontaminated and decommissioned the plant. So I was wondering about her old apartment. I saw a guy go outside of it. And they said it was currently un- currently unoccupied, but I was like, man, Tony was, was nasty shit. Was it continually shit, unoccupied or currently yeah, unoccupied? Currently unoccupied. Like had it been unoccupied yeah. since 1974? And the address changed from number two to like 1862 or something. I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Like, why don't you just leave addresses alone like, and work around that? Why would they change the address? It's probably all blown up in the press. Yeah, probably. So yeah. He said, I had a little trouble finding it, but it was clearly the spot. You could right. tell it was it. But I wondered, yeah, is there like fucking plutonium in the tile? So the family. Hmm. Yeah. Did they clean it up properly? Well, apparently if it's alpha radiation, it's pretty Wipe easy to up. clean up. Like you just have to yeah. decontaminate and you're good. So I think if they, if they like tore out the drywall, put in new drywall, you know, put in new carpets, you know. You know what would be good is easy. to go in there with fucking Geiger counters under the guise of like a ghost hunter and be like, we're looking for Karen Silkwood's ghost. This will get you guys some popularity because yeah. they let you in for that. Right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Start with the toilet. Um, so the family sued the company because um, the company still existed, but that fuel plant shut down. They sued the company um, and they were awarded $500,000. But <clears throat> I'm going to. Uh, it would seem like oh, if, you had, no, no. If, if you had Rumsfeld clout and you got the fucking like CIA on your side, if that was all really going down, like how do you get under investigation that hard that you have to fucking shut down and whatnot? Because once the fucking media shines the fucking eye of Saruman that's, on that's you, like true. you're fucked. Like it's I just see you. everybody's yeah. just going to back off and let you burn. They just reopen a new shop yeah, somewhere else. Exactly. So they the verdict was $500,000 in damages and $10 million in punitive damages. And then it went to a federal appeal court, and the judgment was reduced to five thousand dollars. I don't like the word punitive. <laughs> <clears throat> but then in five thousand dollars, but it went all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, and in nineteen eighty four, Silkwood versus uh, Kerr McGee at the Supreme Court um, went uh, through, and uh, they were finally settled out of court for one point three eight million dollars. <clears throat> And then one other weird, uh, I guess it's not weird. out of court to who? To like to the, the family. To the family. To her family. Mom and dad. And then one other uh, bit of this bleeding its way into fiction is there's a book, a good book and a not so good movie called Cloud Atlas. What I've heard. Uh, by David Mitchell. Really cool book. Uh, I didn't think the movie was awful, but it is kind of weird at times. Um, but there's a, a Holly Berry plays an, an investigative journalist named Louisa Ray. And it's a very similar thing, like trying to be a whistleblower in the 70s of a nuclear fuel plant. Right. It was very much like a, a sci-fi riff on the Silkwood story. But um, It'd be funny if people just edited in the swordfish <clears throat> scene of Halle Berry's boobs into every Halle Berry movie somewhere and made mm-hmm. them available on like a, a website just as an Easter egg. Like You never know where Halle Berry's boobs are going to be. You have to watch this movie. Like They can just pop up at any time. Like subtly in the background, or is just like no the scene from Swordfish just jumps in there where she's sitting in the chair and lowers her book, just in the middle of every in, movie. in the middle of any movie, yeah. And so it make you watch movies you wouldn't watch to try to figure out where Halle Berry's boobs are at. And there's no fast forward function on the on the web player. Well, I could edit Dora. <laughs> you know what I mean? And send it over <laughs> to that. Yeah, nah, yeah. I'm not that worried about it, but I think right. there would be some. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the Silkwood case. Very strange. Uh, the whole fucking thing is weird. Why was the baloney radioactive? Why, like, 
That's a shirt. <laughs> what? Why was the baloney radioactive? <laughs> like Very the whole, obscure group of the, people. The act, like I didn't know that about how, like you know, there was no place else for her to wreck and die except right there. You know, but, I mean, the car probably would have flipped and shit depending on what happened when she hit the grass, but she wouldn't have head on into that concrete. And it's just thing. come on, like this seems the damage seems, to the rear bumper. Yeah. She was literally on like with a package on the way to fucking give it to the New York. Like it would have been in the paper. It would have been national the news morning. the next day. Yep. If she had handed that package off at that. And bar. what was in that package? That exactly. She had. Yeah. Dude. And it's gone. And the yep. Kerr McGee employees showing up at the scene of the accident. So weird. The, the witness suicide. Like was the it threats, the company? Was assault. it the CIA? You know, was it, it you know, it. did the government know about this plutonium pipeline? I mean, if the CIA is involved, there's moles in there for sure. Like, where's her roommate now? Like, I wonder, <clears> like, you know what I mean? Like, was her roommate like the mole? Like it also, I mean, the, the government side of it could have even been a little bit more innocent, if you really think about it. If the FBI has some long-running case trying to bust this plutonium pipeline true, and this girl dies, they might have been like, we've got to suppress this evidence because we're close to unraveling this whole case. Yeah. Like if this comes out, the case is fucked and we don't catch the fish at the end of the line right. of the plutonium pipeline. So there is a case in which the government might have been suppressing details about her death because they wanted to catch the big fish. Um, but I think it's just as likely that, you know, the other, if yeah. the FBI is involved, that's a slightly more plausible scenario. If the CIA is involved, fucking everything's off the table. So, yeah, Silkwood, very interesting. <clears throat> All right. Uh, social media winner. Social media for episode 602, Bob Ross, Art and Afros. is going to be J.C. Marks, um, which is... At, at Princess JC02 um, on Twitter. So go go like their tweets. Um, they're going to win a t-shirt. Frankie Pigeon's going to send that out. But they retweeted our twat, and we reward that. Got the chills over there, bro? They did. They're multiplying. <laughs> They've had a chill. I've never <laughs> seen them shaking it off. Twitching. Twitching on Twitter, just like JC. So um, thank you for doing that. That's huge for us. We always say, like, you can't get the social media advertisement just not that effective but when you share that shit and all your friends see it there's a good chance yeah, they come back. over and it's happened yeah. a ton yeah. lots of people get their friends to listen because they just fucking pound it into their fucking twitter feed right that's how it happens that's our greatest success yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever, you're, you pounding it into your friend's twitter feed that's right yeah <clears throat> so thank you for, is that what it's yeah. called is that what the kids are yeah, calling it nowadays pound me in your twitter feed bro yeah, but here's yeah. another thing say you don't have friends say you really like that girl <laughs> at the office and you like have her twitter account and your casual friends if you convince her to start listening to Soap King podcast, you've now got something to talk to her about at the water cooler. Yeah. So it's like that's a, it's most like of our fans don't have friends. <clears throat> I really wish that I, you know, that that guy was my friend. Get him to start listening. Then that's you got something her. to talk about. Yeah. Even if you don't like the podcast, there are friends available. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If nothing else, there's a good community of people that will become your friend. Yeah. You don't even have to listen. Half the we people probably like don't. A, we should make like a friend rental. Frentals. Frentals, yeah. <laughs> just like we got we got offices in every major city. Like you just rent need a friend. a friend. You just fucking rent, rent a friend. A friend. Mm -hmm. Like I just yeah. want to go to the movie with like a friend, you know? Like that's, nothing. That's new. It's like an Uber. Like they it could be an Uber and a friend. Yeah, exactly. Y'all pick you up. You know what we'll, I mean, like they pick you pick up. We'll yeah. better. This is getting slowly better. Frienders better. Friender. Yeah. yeah. Pick them up, go see Dune together, fucking get yeah. a coffee afterwards, Hang talk out. about special effects, fucking go home. Yeah. You know. You could buy the yeah, extra like the texting package where it's yep. like you've got a 72 hour window after the after the meeting where you could text them and be like, man, that movie blew my mind. They'll be like, right. How about pre-friend? 
Because it's like pretending and friending. <laughs> Befriend. Befriending or something. That's Befriending. funny. We're onto something. Yeah, because they're pretending to be your friend. And you like, just like just get a bunch you know of fucking it is? It's a non, it's, I think friend like a, I think friender is good. It's like a non sexual Fender's, stripper. That's yeah. all that's happening. You're exactly. paying them to pretend yeah, yeah. to like you. Well you could you could you could pick male or yeah, female because yeah. you might just want to go hang out no, with you know, the hang bros, out with homeboy. You know? you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what happens. I just want a group of bros to go get a beer with me. The fallout of that is so much worse though, because like that person that needs that friend <laughs> Somebody gets raped. No, no, I'm yeah. saying the person that pretends oh. like that like they needed a friend. Oh, they killed it. Oh, it's like the thumbs up sign on Facebook. Like we did it for good reasons. Right. But then they start killing yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. and get depressed yes, because then they'll yeah. find out like hey like you want to come over and hang out he's like sure man just click in the app he's like no i just wonder if you want to come over and hang out bro Sorry, like, man. yeah i can't dude. Yeah. no no you gotta pay me yeah. and they, you to pay what do you mean i pay you bro like we're fucking ain't like they feel like they're really yeah, friends for like six months yeah. he's like yeah, man, yeah we're not we're not friends it's like the people that listen to you're this podcast client. yeah you're a client bro yeah this is business yeah. dude yeah he's like, are you fucking kidding me bro we played call of duty for like eight hours and got high and laughed and like yeah, dude. You're, I'm, yeah, you're well, that's just because you. That's free of, weed that's and call of duty. Because you added the fucking yeah. THC yeah. package in the app. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, don't I like you. I get paid and, extra and I brought, for THC. Yeah, and I brought banana bread because you ordered <laughs> exactly. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. I, know, I think we're onto something. I think it could be handled properly. Friend, with a small. <laughs> Small R at the end, or is it? I think there's a conspiracy against me. And I think it's just friend, friend R, friend R, friend R, friender. There you go. Like, but is you know, the R capitalized? Yeah. No, it's lowercase. Just friender. Just is friender. it all lowercase? Yeah, no, uh, yeah okay. I think so. I think friender is good. I think we're onto something. Twelve dollars. Yeah. <laughs> we might. <laughs> That's Mask funny. Required. Who would do it? Man, you know, there's college kids looking yeah, for money. Yeah. They would do it. Yeah, hang whoever out. like a, just come a, hang out with like me. a recent. There's a privacy agreement. Just wants to get out of the house. Yeah. It's like no, I oh, said yeah. for Fender, man. It's I see if you got out of the I'm house. real serious right now. I yeah. think there's something to that. I do. <laughs> there is. There really is. Someone back really is. is fuck, and you yeah. just, you find people that are like, oh, this person's into this shit. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, they play Call of Duty. Like, who yeah, you make a profile. I just want someone to come over and play Call of Duty with me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What did you? I I just booked a guy for an hour to meet me at Dagny's and talk about Star Trek. You know what this is though? <laughs> like, <laughs> then you start getting a social rating and it slips into that. That's what happens. Yeah, maybe. You're the beginning of the end, and then now that person has a fucking rating where it's like this guy's a fucking two star friend, and you're like, God damn it, he can't even do it anymore because his social rep is fucked. And he got he has rankings. You know, he got down. That's his own fault. That's his own fault. You want to stay good? No, people are assholes. A bit. Come yeah, hang man. out with me, bro. You fucking let me win on Call of Duty. I'm giving you two stars on Friender. You know what I mean? That's what would happen. No. Yeah. No, because they have to pay for it. They could still give you two stars. Oh, that's fine. You let them win then. <laughs> just let them win. Yeah, just let do, them win. Do your fucking job. Yeah, do your job. You know that. Like, you're, you're going to be a friend with this person. You know? I don't want to yeah. know it, though. It's I like don't an escort. Know. I don't want to know. I want to an escort real. does whatever, whatever you want exactly. to do, as long as it's within the boundaries, right. you know. And then we could have, like, a the friend black account. Where it's yeah. like you get now you I mean, get a, now you I, I pay feel for like, like real friend treatment. I feel like, like we dude, start this in another country stop doing that. Like the other friends, like we start this casual. Like they come to Thanksgiving, it's actually yeah, yeah. Well, no, they just tell you the but truth. I, like a true friend would tell you uh, not to fucking keep doing that. Yeah, but like a yeah, casual I think we start friend this, is just like yeah, let's go do that. You know, you look fat in that dress. That's, exactly. That's like the friend <laughs> X account. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, I think we have to start this in another country first. Like we start it like somewhere where there's weird people already, like Thailand or something. Yeah, know. if you start it at Thailand, it's going straight to sex. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's okay. I mean, if that's if that's included. No, that's you know not the mean? model. But it'd be okay there. Though. No, that's not the model. But you I, just want to start. It would you be just there. want to start a Taiwanese whorehouse. Yeah, that's just called Ladyboy. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. a different. Yeah, app. different app. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We'll work on Friender. 
Where the fuck was I? Social media winner. How yeah. did that even happen? <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Oh, pounding your Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. thank you. Uh, thank you, Frankie Pigeons, for corresponding with this person as well. Um, and thank you for sharing on Twitter. Um, also, we are part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Um, you go to podbelly.com and check out cool podcasts like the RRBG Podcast, the Rock and Roll Beer Guy, all kinds of cool guests on there. Um, and also check out Robots for Eyes podcast. Super cool. Um, they sound smarter because they have British accents. Go check that out. Um, check out uh, Elucateco. Go to elucateco.com. You can order hot sauce from there. We got the final design for the sticker. I just have to decide on the uh, sizing and, and get the order through um, so we can get that. So pretty soon you'll be able to get that exclusive sticker um, by ordering from elucateco.com and using code SOFAKING. So um, as soon as that's available, it's a process. I know I've been talking about it, but it's all hype. I'm trying to get you ready. It's cool for it. though. It's a good looking. It's a cool fucking sticker. Yeah. Um. So very unique. It's very unlike a lot of our other stickers. It is. It's yeah. cool though. Um. Uh, if you haven't tried El Yucateco, if you're outside the United States, you can go to mexgrocer.co.uk. Um. I know there's lots of people that are like uh, hot sauce pals and fucking mailing teco back and forth and trading sauces. So that's another option as well. If you see it in the wild, um, take a picture of it and tag us. And tag Elucateco on social media. That's how we pick our prizes. And uh, we give away the, the hot sack every week. And that's how we do it. We find a, a post on social media where we've been tagged with Elucateco. So go do that because they love it. And also check out Print Dirt Cheap. Uh, you can go to printdirtcheap.com and order printed goods like stickers. Uh, make sure if you're going uh, to order stickers and you want the ones that last in the Bakersfield sun, uh, you need to specify. You need like the good vinyl ones. Um, if you have questions about it, you can just send them a message and ask them. Um, they have an 800 number you can call if you need more details, if you're not understanding what the fuck's going on in all those drop downs with vinyl and fucking UV coatings and there's all kinds of craziness on there. Um, but I, you, what the fuck? I forgot the code. Fuck. What is the code? So fucking shit. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I but yeah, I don't remember it offhand because it changed because I guess what happens is our code has to change every so often because people put them on like fucking discount sites. Like yeah. there's some weird hundred websites that say use code Sofa King podcast. And so it got flip flopped. I think it's just code Sofa King right now, to be honest. What we're going to do, it's in the works, is we're going to put a link on our webpage. And so you can click on that link for Printer Cheap, and it will just always say the current discount code. So then oh, from cool. then on, I will just direct you to the link at our website for yeah. Printer Cheap. And when you click it, the discount code will be there through eternity. It won't matter if it's six months from now. That will be accurate information, and the code will be there. So. Wow, that's some next level shit. It is. You know what else is next level? Two day banners. Mm. You can go to the number two daybanners.com and get um, super cool banners. Uh, People do like giant pieces of art on them. So if you wanted to get like a badass, like what would look like a canvas, um, if you're an artist and you need to do something like that, that's a super cost effective way to do that because you don't have to make a giant canvas and get it printed. You can literally get it done on a banner and you could still frame it. So I guess people do that. There was some kind of. TikTok that went super viral where people were using two-day banners um, and then sending it to a framing company and making these giant art pieces, which is super cool. So um, we're actually in the works um, with two-day banners to do some kind of exclusive poster, I think. Um, I can't remember exactly what the details will be, but it sounds like there's going to be a poster from them that will be exclusive to them as well, kind of like the sticker. Cool. So go check that out and also check out Jimmy D's Tees. Um, he makes a bunch of cool shit. He can make it for you. He sells his own shit and he also makes stuff for us. And you can find that stuff at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Um, go like him across social media. Um, check out SKR apparel at S U I K E R apparel.com. Use code sofaking to save 10%. And also check out retro vague at retro and you can use code eighties kid 
um, to save some money on that 80s apparel as well. And I think that is everything I have. And I have a, um, I always want to give a shout out for Mindframe Podcast. The new episodes are dropping again, so go check it out. If you haven't checked it out, there's a lot of content. Which so we saw today, we, we are 111, ranked 111 in the United States on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and this is this fiction. is why this is the appeal that I'm making. I'm I'm talking to you, all of our listeners in the land down under. Now, if you live in Australia, oh yeah, you you would be doing us a huge favor. To go and start listening to and downloading Mindframe and drop because, a review and drop a review, um, because in Australia we're number six in science fiction podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And God something. damn it, yeah. I want to be in the top five. Just be number. Well, I'm going to be number one. That'd be great. Well, you no, got, but right now that, yeah. I'm just happy. So if you are yeah. in Australia, start downloading Mindframe, even if you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, just motherfucking true. download a bunch of. Although I think you have to listen for the download to count. I think they know. Start listening, playing in the background. Start listening to my playing the background. Um, and get us into the top five in Australia. That would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, but it'd be nice to be top one hundred because I think we haven't quite. We were in China. Where were we? No, we were fifty for a little while. We were high in the United States. Yeah, we were. We There's, were. I can check uh, chartable and see where we're at. But, but we didn't drop any episodes. But even for like considering, yeah, we've been like having COVID drama and then we're all fucked up and <clears throat> we still are number 111 in the United States, which is pretty cool. So if you're in Australia, if you're anywhere, listen to it anyway. But if you're in Australia, especially, um, give us a, I'm really a impressed. give us a didgery download. Yeah. And how uh, long, how long has Mindframe been out now? I can't remember the start date, but I don't remember. that's really good to be in the United States. On, on Apple Podcasts, not some weird platform. Yeah, I'm happy. And I'm in the category science that. fiction, how many science fiction podcasts are there? Uh, yeah. 100, 112. Yeah, 112. <laughs> Fuck no. You know how many science fiction podcasts are? Yeah, there's got to be a lot. Be a fucking of them. shit ton. Yeah. You know how big <clears throat> you guys got to be? Fucking huge, huge yeah. freaking guy. Yep. That's all I got. So, anyway, that's all I got. You got hmm. Brad? Uh, new Sculpt Member of the Month oh, this yeah. month. Or, well, I guess the middle of the month. Yeah, we're all the middle of the month. We're all fucked up. Was it the twentieth or some shit? Oh man, it's gonna be a short one. Short like this guy, Alan Mills. With the bells. So Alan Mills, a big supporter of the show, like a cereal company, Um, isn't it? Alan Mills, yeah, yeah. 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 Isn't there a cereal company? General Mills. General General Mills. Mills. There you go. That was his great great grandfather, General Mills. General Mills. Yeah. And we get Alan Mills, which General Mills was successful. Alan Mills, mm, not so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He tried a lot of things. He had Alan Mills on wheels. Yeah. The other thing yeah. is, he tried to get in yeah. his grandfather's business in the cereal game, but he kind of fucked it up because, like, he was like, oh, well, like, cereal gets soggy. And, like, he thought that was the goal. Right. So he mm-hmm. made pre sogged cereal. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it came in a wet yeah, bag. He yeah. thought that he was like, like saving you time by letting mm-hmm. you pour wet cereal in your bowl. And then you just, some people like, milk. like that. It's just not as many right. as, as normal. He didn't realize you know. it was just a side effect of the milk. The name wasn't good like, either. Throat meal. Mm-hmm. That's not no, good. That was throat meal good, is not a good throat name. meal. The wet cereal <laughs> like that. It just no. like whole lot, you know, uh, the other thing is it turns out his family was also in a different business and they were slave owners and like, that shit caught up. People did a little bit of digging. The whole yeah, thing yeah, was yeah. just kind of fucking yeah. washed. It all didn't didn't work last well. very long. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. So um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna yep yep. No, Alan Mills. So uh, we're gonna learn a little bit more about him uh, in the coming episodes, and uh, so stay tuned for that. You gotta listen through all Brent's 
weird shit bullshit. that I tone out. I don't even know what he talks What'd about. And then, uh, mm-hmm. huh? What? I don't know. Nothing. What are you talking about? And uh, we get to it. So congratulations, Alan. Uh, give him a shout out on uh, social media because we're not going to. And uh, on the on the Soch, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tell him congratulations. And uh, oh, the, maybe he'll be worth something. The other day. thing we have to make sure is going is uh, go find all the political what? posts where everyone is bickering and fighting over bullshit that doesn't matter. And you need to put uh, pineapple belongs on pizza. Hashtag oh, yeah. podcast yeah. across all or doesn't platforms. belong. It's it's you really do. pineapple doesn't yeah, belong. It depends on, on what camp either, whatever camp yeah. you're in. Yeah. Yeah. But that starts the discussion. You just want to start that. You, you need to clarify that, that Brent. You yeah. need to clarify I'm that. Just, Don't I'm, just be saying I'm one speaking side for my team. If you want to follow up with that one, you can. Right. But I can't. I'm just saying you should clarify. We're supposed to end arguing. Supposed to end abortion. If 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 you would have just clarified, you wouldn't be supporting one side or the other, and and there would be no bickering or fighting. Abortions, vaccination, pineapple belongs on mm. pizza. Yep. It, it's Just all throw the same. it in there. Just throw it in there. It doesn't belong on up. pizza. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, anyway. If you're on Reddit, go to r forward slash Sofa King Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofa King Podcast. Personal Instagrams, I'm at Raised with Wolves. We have Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Dave. Also, check out Elkiteco underscore hot sauce, Jimmy D's, T's, and Podbelly. And uh, that's pretty much it. I think you guys got anything else? Got. No? All right. Don't be a retard. Yeah.